are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. So I was wondering, I was praying and seeking the Lord and saying, God, what can I leave my family with? And I was reminded of the movie City Slickers when Curly says there's one thing. There's one thing that is so important in life. And his little mentoree Mitch says, what is that one thing? He says, well, that's for you to find out. And I really believe that the Lord today would have us know this morning the one thing for Cold Lake Community Church, the one thing that he's placed upon our hearts that I really desire to leave with you this morning. And if you have your Bibles, you can open it up to John 15, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 8. It says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit, so they produce even more fruit. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me, and I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from me, from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing." Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to burn. But if you remain in me and your words remain in you, you will ask for anything you want and it will be granted. And when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. The one thing is as a body of believers, we need to be people who abide in Christ. That is the one thing. See, the enemy is going to want us to get our eyes focused on circumstances and situations, focused on troubles and problems. But when we draw into that place and we grow close and we say, God, I need you. Lord, I need you. My future, my family, everything I am, God, needs to be producing fruit. And I need to step into that place. That is where God has called us to be. Jesus is our role model. And I love John chapter 5. For the religious leaders are harassing Jesus For Jesus just healed somebody on the Sabbath. Let's pick it up on verse 16. So uh, So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rule. But Jesus replied, my father is always working and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, but he called God his father. Thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son does also. As believers who abide in the vine, we need to be people who see what the father is doing. People who are able to press into the presence of God. Do you know that God is not just somebody up there, but God is somebody who desires to have relationship with you, desires to speak life into your family, desires to speak life into the current circumstances that you're in, because that is the God that we serve. God is crazy about you. 
We don't need to get our, our life or we don't need answers from, from friends or, or horoscopes or, or the latest gossip. We need to be a people who press into the presence of God. Have you noticed that in our world things have changed and they're changing so quickly? I remember when I was a kid, the number one thing when you, people would say, how are you doing? It was good. I'm good. Oh, I'm good. You could be going through the darkest part of your life. How are you doing? I am good. But it's changed now, hasn't it? People aren't good anymore. You ask how people are, and it's like, I'm busy. I am so busy. Man, oh, man, I'm busy. And there just seems like busyness is a ploy of the enemy to take us away from the presence, the one thing that is so important. For we can be busy doing all kinds of things. But I was talking, it might have even been with the students this week, on an illustration that Francis Chan gave, that he brought out this massive rope. And he tied off a little piece on the end. He says, this is our time here on earth. And the rest of this rope is our time in eternity. But yet we focus so much on that little tiny piece. When we understand that eternity is forever, then we realize that our time on earth is like like the nine months of a birthing process. It feels like forever sometimes, but really it is so short in the light of our lifespan. You know, I remember when when our children were born and you're, you're having those days where it's just like, oh, and someone says, oh, enjoy it. It goes by so quickly. It's like, well, it's not going by quickly today. And next week's not looking good either. But now, you look back and say, you know what? There was so much truth in that. It's going by so quickly. Good friends of ours, the Grays, shared a moment on Facebook where Lucas and Liam and Mackenzie were singing a song, waving flag. And it's just like, I forgot. I forgot about that video. And I forgot how young they were. And it's just amazing to see the change in such a short time. Our kids, all our kids ever known is Cold Lake. When we moved here, Mackenzie was two years old and Lucas was one and Liberty, well, she wasn't even born yet. And God just deposited that into our hearts and gave us such a blessing. But you know what? Where did it go? It feels like yesterday we came and boom, 10 years has gone by. Lord, help us to be people who press into the presence of God because our time here is so short and eternity is forever. Are you ready? Are you ready to meet your maker? Are you ready, Lord forbid, something was to happen today? We need to be a people who abide in him, asking him, what do you have for me today, Lord? There's so many time stealers out there. Some of them are even great things, but the best thing is to be in the presence of the Lord. How are you doing with that today? God, what do you have for me at this very specific moment? See, I want to be a man who knows God deeply, who abides in the vine, I want to see a church filled not just with people, but with disciples. People are hungry for the very presence of God. See, one of my practices every single day is to go for a walk with Mr. Pickles. And Mr. Pickles and I, we walk with the Lord. And this one day, something really special happened. 
I was wrestling with some things in my life, and I was looking for some guidance, and I was pressing into the presence of God. And all of a sudden, as I was walking down this trail, I felt the tangible presence of God show up. And have you ever been in that place where it's just like, oh, God is here. And I'm just like, oh, what is going to happen? I was, just, I was just waiting for it, and I waited and I waited, but the, the, I could not hear the voice. I just knew the presence of the Lord was there, and I sheepishly whispered, God, what do you have for me today? And the Lord says, son, I want you to listen. So I'm walking down this trail. I'm walking down Millennium Trail alongside of Highway 28, and I started to listen. And I couldn't hear anything. So I started speaking in tongues. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just get this atmosphere hot and stirred up and just get the, the presence all ready. And, and then I, held, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, shh, just listen. And I said, Lord, I don't know what you're wanting me to listen for, but God, all I can hear is the birds singing. And then as soon as I said that, he spoke. He says, son, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I was so worried about the issue that I was struggling with. I was so caught up in that moment. And the Lord just deposited deep into my heart, I've got you, son. I care about those little sparrows. How much more do I care about you? Once I kind of got it, and I understand, the Lord said to me, I want you to listen again. And with that, I tried really hard. I tried listening. But I realized that in the moment of silence, walking down Highway 28, it's not quiet. I heard cars streaming by me and the, the, the zip of cars and, and trucks without mufflers. We all know what that sounds like in Cold Lake. And with that, I said, Lord, all I hear is the busyness of traffic, with the Lord said to me, Lance, man in all their splendor made these vehicles, which takes them to so many places, but it is I, the Lord, who gave man the wisdom to be able to do so. That same wisdom I have given people through inventions and through industry I have poured into you. James 1.5 says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he'll give it to you, and he will not rebuke you for asking. And then the Lord says, now, son, I need you to really listen. I need you to listen so hard, and I'm hearing the birds singing. I'm hearing the cars going, and I'm listening like, Holy Spirit, I don't want to miss this. What do you have for me? I'm like, Lord, I don't hear anything else except me walking down Millennium Trail. And with that, I just felt the Lord smile upon me. He says, you caught it. He says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly, he delights in every detail of their lives, Psalms 37, 23. He then went on to say, all your ways submit to me and I will make your path straight, Proverbs 3, 6. My friends, that is the kind of relationship that God wants each one of us to have. A relationship where we're just pressing into the presence of God and he just speaks to us and just downloads wisdom into our hearts, into our lives. We need to be people who abide in the vine, people who really know God. And as we get to know God, we can't be surprised or become disheartened, for there is pruning. Now, pruning 
is not a bad thing. Romans 8.1 says, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. I think that sometimes we look at pruning as discipline. I think sometimes we look at pruning as a bad thing. Like, oh man, Lord, don't prune me, God. This is, this is difficult. I think we can view it as, as, as discipline, and man, this is not a good feeling. Sometimes, have you ever felt like a grape in a wine press, just being pressed, and you're like, what is going on, Lord? Have I done something wrong? God, are you mad at me? My friends, every one of us in this room have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Our stories are areas where we've come up short, but there's good news. Again, Romans 8.1 says, so there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. See, I asked the Lord, what does it mean, God, to be disciplined by you? I don't understand it because, see, as a dad in the natural, I know I can discipline my children. I can send them to their room. I can, I can uh, make them go to bed early. I can do these kind of things. But you know what? I just don't remember the Lord sending me to my room. I don't remember the Lord putting me to bed early. So, God, how do you discipline us? And I wrote that down in my journal. Lord, what does that look like? How do you discipline your kids? The very next day, I had a gentleman walk in my office. He's like, can I see you for a few minutes? I'm like, sure. And he spoke about that the Lord had asked him to go onto a fast. And he got busy doing stuff, and he didn't do the fast. And then all of a sudden, he went through some real difficult times in his life. And when that happened, he was just like, you know what? I really feel that I miss what God had for me because I got busy doing stuff, and the Lord had a blessing on the other side that I dropped the ball on. It's like, Pastor, could you pray for me? And then right there on my office floor, this guy got off the couch, and he knelt down in the middle of my office, and he started to ask the Lord for forgiveness for not listening to the voice of God when the Lord told him to fast. And as I was praying for him, I felt humbled. And the Holy Spirit spoke. He says, that is discipline. Discipline is not judgment. It's not condemnation. But it's such a weightiness of, Lord, I just feel like I missed what you had for me. And then we have a free will. We could either just ignore it and go on. Or we can just stop and say, Lord, I really feel like I blew it. I need to repent See, repentance needs to be part of our lives. We need to be people who every day say, search my heart, God. Examine me. Show me, Lord, if there's anything in there that is not clean, God. We need to be a people who walk in and just take repentance very seriously. It's not something that is just like, yeah, well, I repented when I did something wrong 10 years ago. I'm good. No, daily seeking God and saying, God, what do you have for me today? And then when the Lord shows us and reveals things to us, then we just say, God, your grace is sufficient. And Lord, I come into your presence and I ask God for you to forgive me. Hebrews 12, 10 to 12 says, 
For the earthly father disciplines us for a few years doing the best they know how, but God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No, disciple is, no discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in his ways. My friends, we need to put that on our refrigerators. Because I think so many times when the discipline of the Lord comes, we mistake that for something bad in our lives. We mistake that for God not liking us when God is like, I love you so much that I don't want you to stay the same. I desire change in your life. I desire growth in your life. Man, I guess, I guess as I was saying earlier with, with my children and Liberty as she was born here, Liberty is about to turn eight at the end of March. And she was born in Coal Lake, and when she came to Coal Lake, we, we, we took her. And what happens if that eight years she was still, she never grew, she just stayed that little infant? I think we'd be concerned. I think we'd be like, something's not right here. And that's like our walk with the Lord. God doesn't want us to stay immature. He doesn't want us to stay as an infant. He wants us to come along and get deep into the presence of God. And as we abide in the vine, and as we press in the presence, he starts to shift things, and he starts to mold us and shape us. And all of a sudden, we walk in that place where we're just like, God, I am a new creation. I'm not the same man that I was when I came to Cold Lake, Alberta. God has done miraculous things in our lives because we submit ourselves to the Lord. Remember, Luke 12 says, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. This morning, I believe there's some of us who need to be reminded that our role is to abide in the vine, to draw close to him, knowing he's got you right where he wants you. If you're here this morning, and you're in the middle of a difficult time, I want, you, I want to tell you this morning, don't become discouraged. For God is absolutely crazy about you. Use this opportunity to draw close to the Lord. Embrace this season that the Lord has for you. Trust that he's got you in the palm of his hand. We're going to be showing a video here in a couple of seconds, and maybe someone at the back could close the door to keep the sunlight out so we could see that and get the lights ready. But remember, each one of us who abide in the vine are not alone in our fight. Christ is in us, and through him we can do all things because that's who we are as children. Lord, bless you and keep you. Have a fantastic week. Thank you again for everything. We love you so much. And I'm going to show this video, close with this video, and then Pastor Hayward's going to come. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.